Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. This is Smoking Ace of Sports Talk, and it's your man G Smooth. I'm back with you in effect. So yesterday we had our first show. We got to talk to uh, NBA prospect Sean Luna. That was interesting. Going to follow him and see uh, how his NBA journey goes. Also got to talk about LeBron James and his man control of the summer. And we get to talk about Kawhi Leonard because I told you he's going to be one of the biggest dominoes on today's show. I look forward to it. So on today's show, we're going to talk about Kawhi Leonard and a break, 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 breaking news saying that he wants to get out of San Antonio. So that's going to be big. Definitely got to talk about that and how that's going to affect the whole landscape of the NBA. And we're also going to try to cover some more of uh, NBA free agency. Let's get it. What's going on, people? What's going on? It's your boy G Smooth. I'm back in the building. So we're here on Smoking Ace of Sports Talk Radio and uh, podcast, my bad. We just got the biggest breaking news of all time so far for this free agency summer. And it hasn't really even kicked off yet, but Kawhi Leonard has put out to his feelers to put out. He wants out of San Antonio. Now, as a Laker fan, that makes me heavily excited. As an NBA fan, I'm even more excited because... The potential, the destinations, he can go uh, different places. So my mind just gets to thinking, you know, the wheel, my, I'm the hamster on the wheel. And I'm thinking right now that, you know, his has Lakers at the top of his destination. But if I'm the Spurs, I'm Greg Popovich and R.C. Buford. I'm asking myself, do I really want to trade Kawhi to a Western Conference team? Now, true enough... Kawhi has handicapped the Spurs to an extent by his feelers putting out that the Lakers are his top destination, and that's where he wants to be. So everybody else pretty much knows that, man, if we get this guy, it's just a rental. Uh, he might not stay with us. You're basically trying like a, a Oklahoma City Thunder with Paul George type deal. Uh, you have to sell him on that one year, hope everything goes well. And for the Thunder, that remains to be seen with Paul George because, you know, it's we're not at the free agency period. Everybody's saying the right things, but we don't know yet. So coming back to Kawhi, with him being so quiet, I'm sort of shocked that this news got out, but then I guess I'm kind of not because I've been following behind the scenes with uh, once he fired his agent and uh, brought his uncle to start handling his business affairs and pretty much be his de facto agent. Um that's when I really started to notice that there could be a change in Kawhi because I don't know about you all, but for me, if I got an agent who knows the ins and outs of the sports world, unless I feel like he's trying to get me in some type of way, I'm not going to be firing him. And I live in San Antonio, so I started telling all the Spur fans, it's going to be a problem. He fired his agent. Somebody in his ear is telling him that this is not where you need to be. Now, Kawhi, I don't know for you who really follow Kawhi, but uh, even before the season started, Jordan was trying to lowball Kawhi at a contract of, I think, like half a million because they hadn't really seen anything from him, which kind of makes me raise an eyebrow at Jordan because it's like, you know, the man's NBA Finals MVP. He's got an NBA championship. Some of these guys under your brand haven't even sniffed the championship. But... We'll cover that topic for another day. Back to Kawhi, I just think now 
with him telling the Spurs that, it's like, what, what do they do? I mean, because if another team does come calling and they want to offer the house, does the Spurs do what works for them short term and just takes the deal? Or will a team even try to offer them the house knowing that he really wants to go to L.A. now? That's uh, something a lot of people are going to have to consider before these GMs start rushing to the phones. And when I say L.A., you know, I know the Lakers are at the top of his destination, but let's not count out the Clippers as well. Um, for them always being the little brother, I don't think this would project them to where the Lakers are because I believe the, Lake, I believe the Clippers could win three titles in a row and the fans in L.A., as they should be, would still be saying, well, what about the Lakers? When are they going to be good again? Are they going to get somebody? So I know that they have a great chance to uh, try to steal Kawhi as well because with having the 12th and the 13th pick in this year's draft, maybe you get rid of a, a Tobias Harris um, maybe you get a sign and trade with DeAndre Jordan. I don't know if the Spurs would be uh, interested in trying to maybe go that route of another two-tower type deal. Um, it's really interesting. Like I said, I'm kind of really waiting to see um, how things are going to turn out. Are the, the Spurs going to be bootstrapped? But if you ask me, I really don't think they're going to be bootstrapped. It's just my perspective because they're, they're like the Patriots to me. They make all the decisions, which seem to be right for us, when they cut a player or somebody leaves San Antonio, we're just like, what? And when they leave, nine times out of ten, you don't hear about them. I mean, there have been a few guys who have left the Spurs and really you know, went on to have decent careers. He do Turkaloos of the world, the Stephen Five, um, sorry, Stacks Five, Stephen Jacksons of the world. Uh, but, you know, most of the players, once they leave San Antonio, that's it. Uh, they don't get any stardom or shine after that. So the system has really made them what they are. With Kawhi, I don't think it was ever really about a system. I think people at first were just like, uh, okay, Kawhi, he's, he's all right. Oh, wow. Oh, we didn't know we had this good of a player. Oh, this guy could be the next LeBron. And when you start to get on those type conversations, those type of levels, then you have to realize what you really have. And I'm not going to say that the Spurs fans didn't they appreciated Kawhi but I think the organization might not have because when you have a Tim Duncan when you have a David Robinson's the Avery Johnson's of the world the Tony Parker's of the world the Monte Ginobili's just a, a plethora of talent who will let you coach them in any type of way talk them in any type of way but knowing that it's for the good of the team then you have a lot more flexible to say, hey, you know, this is the system. This is how it's been ran. We've been winning championships. But when you get a player of Kawhi Leonard's stature, and I'm not going to say you had to hold this guy's hand, but I think that you should have probably done a little bit more research to know what you were getting when you traded George Hill for Kawhi straight up. One of the greatest deals the Spurs have ever uh, pulled off in the history of the NBA. For, uh, and, and that's, in my opinion... One of the greatest heists for any NBA franchise to pull off. The NBA Pacers should still be cursing the Spurs out this till this day, and themselves as well for getting rid of Kawhi. But at that time, you know, coming from San Diego State, we didn't know he was going to end up being the claw. Um, so now, I mean, even if they do have this sit down with Greg Popovich, you know, we're starting to learn to some people money isn't everything. 
And with Kawhi, he lives one of the most simplest lives I've noticed. I mean, when he drove to the arena and I actually realized that that was his car, I was like, wow. I didn't even know you were on a team. I mean, I knew that was Kawhi, but I wouldn't have figured for him to be driving like that. But for somebody who's so uh, basic, while the Spurs are standing on this $217 million soapbox, you know, Chris Paul had a chance to sign with the Clippers and turned it down. And you think about a player of his stature, if he set that type of precedent and then Kawhi sets that type of precedent, along with going back to the Kevin Durant's of the world, setting those type of precedents, and you can go even further back with the LeBron James's of the world, the first time he had to leave Cleveland setting those type of precedents, then you can see that you know players are going to start to become more mobile, which I think is good for the NBA in itself because... With mobility, you have a chance to build stronger teams. Now, will the weaker ones um, break off? That's is possible. But at the same time, that'll be a problem for the NBA to fix. Uh, as us fans, you know, we just to get to enjoy a good product. But coming back to my man Kawhi Leonard, um, that's going to be. A heated conversation, I believe. And I don't mean heated as in, like, you go in there, it's going to be a lot of yelling, and we're going to see all these different reports from Adrian Wojnarowski's of the world, the Chris Mannix of the world. Um, we're going to get these type of reports that it was just, you know, haywire from the word go. I think Kawhi will still hear Popovich out, but at the end of the day, um, sometimes you have to know that, you know, hey, this might not be the best situation for me, even though... When you look at the landscape of the NBA, depending on where Kawhi ends up or could end up, um, his skill set, depending on what he's trying to accomplish, because that's the biggest thing, too. Uh, Kawhi's skill set for whatever he's trying to accomplish. A lot of us, we don't know what Kawhi wants. You know, he's not a guy that's going to come out and say, hey, you know, I don't like how this is being ran or how that's being ran. And I think that's why Uncle Danny, his uncle, um, has so much say so and, and, and is in the background so much because he's able to kind of be the mouthpiece, so to speak, for Kawhi, even though Kawhi might not uh, say everything the way Uncle Denny says it. But then, then again, who does? I mean, because somebody can tell me something, and depending on the nature of the conversation, I might, you know, try to jazz it up a little bit. You know, like, uh, let's say if I got two friends and they're uh, about to go ball up play some basketball. I tell him, hey, man, you know, George said uh, he can go out there and handle his business. You know, <laughs> if you put a little emphasis on it, then you, you can kind of get, you know, the fire started, little, little things kicked up. But I don't expect that when, I, uh, when we hear uh, the meeting with Kawhi, how it's going to go. Popovich is really well respected. And let's keep this in mind, too. We have to know that Kawhi respects Popovich some way, somehow. Because when Greg Popovich lost his wife earlier this year, God rest her soul, Kawhi reached out to him and told him, you know, if you're going to come back and coach, I'll come sit on the bench to show a sign of solidarity. I don't think you would tell that to a guy that you really don't have some kind of respect for. I say like him, love him. I just say respect. Because a man lost his wife. One of the hardest tragedies uh, a human can go through is, is losing someone that you love, somebody close to you. 
So for Kawhi to reach out in that manner while the story is breaking news saying that he wants to go to L.A., I kind of I, I kind of feel like Popovich still has uh, like like one more bag in his trick, so to speak. Um, that he might be able to pull out and make Kawhi say, yeah. I don't think it might go to the extent of when Chris Paul and Blake Griffin and, you know, all them, whatever happened in Houston with DeAndre Jordan. You know, I don't think it's going to come to that. I think the Spurs will just try to make their best pitch. I think Kawhi will give them the opportunity to make their best pitch. And I don't think it's going to come down to money. So the $217 million max, super max that he can get, while I know that's, more money than 90% of most Americans will see in their life. Um, to Kawhi, that may not be important for him. So there's a lot of things that we have to just kind of take into consideration and think about uh, when it comes to Kawhi Leonard because, like I say, he's a different animal. He's a different beast. He's uh, one of the top-tier talents in the NBA, best two-way player um, when he's healthy. Hands down, there's no question in that. So any franchises that are on the Kawhi Leonard sweepstakes or trying to be in the hunt, um, they have to know that you can't make the same mistakes the Spurs made with with this man because um, I don't want to say he's fragile, but I don't think he was um, pampered the way he was supposed to be pampered when he got to the Spurs. You know, they still had Tim Duncan, even though he was at the tail end of his career. And Tim had done all the right things as far as how the Spurs, you know, operated. He didn't take more money at times when he could have. He wasn't really vocal. He could have left them uh, to go to Orlando. I don't know if a lot of you remember that, but he, he didn't. You know, RC and all of them pulled out all the stops, got him to turn the plane back around and pretty much never even hear Orlando out. So... I think Kawhi and the Spurs really have uh, a lot of things to think about and consider. Um, definitely be looking forward to them, whatever comes about the situation, honestly, because will it make the Spurs worse? Yes. Will it make the NBA better? Yes. So it's it's a two-way sword, you know. While it'll be good for some NBA fans, in one market it may be terrible. And then, you know, we don't know how the rest of the dominoes will fall after this, but we certainly look excited to figuring it out. Coming back in a few minutes. What's going on? It's your man G Smooth, and I'm doing my sports podcast, Smoking Aces. I've got a guest today with me, Matthew Carrizales. Like I told you, it's a traveling cast, so we'll be talking to different people and getting their views about what's going on in the NBA summer. Let's get it started. How you doing, man? Not much, man. So um, let's just go ahead and jump right into it. You know, it's been a lot of speculation about Kawhi Leonard. You know, we live in San Antonio. So um, with the breaking news coming out today that, you know, L.A. is his preferred destination, uh, what do you make of that? Trade is that. Trade him. I think we should just trade him. You don't want to be here. That was a slap in the face, honestly. You know, no San Antonio. You ruined the people's day. San Antonio. So, I just trade them. Don't trade them to a, you know, someone's gonna compete with you in the West. In the West. So you think they should probably try to dump him off east if they can? Dump him off east. So if you're RC Buford, you're the GM. You know Kawhi doesn't want to stay anymore. 
Where do you trade him, and what are you trying to get for him? I need a star player for a star player. So, I mean, if you could get a, if you could get a player or players, who would you go for? Who would you go after to try to uh, surplant here to keep the team relevant and allow Kawhi to go to where he wants to go? Well, if Kawhi wants to go where he wants to go, then, yeah, you trade the Lakers, but, you know, I need Kuzma. I need Randall. I really don't want ball. I'll take the pick. Okay, I can I can understand that. So, um, as you know, it's gonna be the summer of you know LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. We're gonna hear everything until you know. I don't want to say ad nausea because you know LeBron does give us great coverage and information, but you know every little whim or rumor we're gonna hear until um, his impending you know free agency comes up when he's supposed to opt out. You know, which we're expecting. Um, with that being said, where would you like to see LeBron go? Uh, or where do you think he's going to go? Because uh, he's got some pretty big, you know, decisions to make this summer. I would like to see him here, but we know that's not going to happen. I think he's going to be going to, uh, I think he's going to L.A. Uh, L.A., maybe Houston. Maybe Houston? I think, yeah, he might go to Houston, team up with them, CP3. They've been wanting to play that together. Yeah, I can see him going to Houston. Majority of those, L.A. So if he goes to L.A., do you think he goes by himself? Or is there somebody else possibly you think that's going to come with him? Man, I think they're doing stuff behind doors. I think LeBron's trying to go play with Kawhi Leonard in L.A. Just from the news, L.A., from what happened. Uh, yeah, uh, just today, right? I mean, you never know, man. I think that it's uh, it could be a blockbuster deal in the works. But, I mean, a lot of different things have to get done. You know, I'm pretty sure it's got some palms that have to be greased behind the scenes and stuff. I mean, because we know, you know, Uncle Denny is uh, pretty big out there in Kawhi's life. I mean, as far as, I guess, running this business. Anytime you'll fire your agent and, you know, just hire your uncle, you must really trust him and have a lot of faith in him. Uh, all that being said, um, do you think if LeBron moves west, who becomes the new beast of the east to you? LeBron moves west. Beast of the east. Oh, that's going to be Boston. You don't think Philly gives them a little bit of a run, or you think they need some? Philly needs one more player. So can they get a Paul George? Can they can they sell Paul George enough to say, don't go to L.A., don't stay in OKC, don't go to Houston, but come here? Nah, Paul George, it seems like what he wants is, he wants L.A. He said it even before he went to OKC. I've been hearing a lot of things that he's been working out with Russell Westbrook every day. You think he would just be working out with him and then be like, hey, man, by the way, I'm about here, man. I'm going to LA. Yeah, I can see him doing that. I think he knows how Westbrook plays, uh, how he was statting and everything. Stat padding. You know, yeah, I mean, some people say he was stat padding this year. Westbrook say, you know, he's hungry. If he's if he if he wants the ball more, he's gonna run and go get it. You know, whatever the case is. I teammates mean, are letting him get rebounds. I mean, uh, I mean, you know, you're not gonna. You, if you're like, okay, go ahead. Uh, get these rebounds. Like you're not, your mind's not even set on going to the championship. Cause you already know. You're just like, oh, let's let Westbrook get. Let's let him do his thing. You know, he's Westbrook. That's why Kevin Durant left. Yeah. Speaking of OKC, that's definitely going to be another uh, interesting team in this free agency because you know Carmelo saying that he can't come back and play the same position, so things are going to have to change. So I wonder if they're going to buy him out. If he gets bought out, where does he type go? You know, because I think he still has a little something to give to the league. Um, can they keep Paul George? You know, 
just because you're working out with a guy, you know, like you said, doesn't doesn't mean he can stay with him. They only played together one year, so uh, we learned that loyalty will get you hurt in the NBA. You know, LeBron was loyal to the Cavs. He ends up getting dead in. Uh, guys who stay loyal, Kevin Durant, he stayed in OKC for long, so long that he got dead in. So I guess when guys get mobile and the NBA starts getting mobile. Uh, league starts changing but I think that uh, it can't just be a couple good teams and I'm hoping that this summer if it is going to be a major blockbuster that we actually get to see some parity this year you know we're not looking at oh man it's, it's these two teams and we know it because I mean you think about it right now the Warriors won the finals we're not even talking about that yeah we're not and that's sad because they just won back to back titles well, I think also people are just you know they're kind of tired of you know it's they're tired of it, you know. No one really cares they win because they already won. You know, it's always been the Cavs. And, so let me know. ask you this thing. You're a Jordan you're a Jordan fan? No, I'm a Jordan fan, yeah. Okay. When Jordan won his three titles in the uh his his last three titles, I am pretty sure you recall that. Were you tired of it? Honestly I was a little too young when all that happened. I wasn't what? really following sports at that age. Okay. Uh, did you ever go back and watch any of those games, or I did. You know, like he's a he's a great player. Okay, but I wouldn't be like how some people are towards him because they saw him play live. You know, that's right. like me saying like I saw Kobe and LeBron. Like honestly, if I had to pick to play two on two with somebody, you know, I'm picking Kobe over LeBron. Over LeBron. Man, make your case. Just man, he has that killer instinct. Man, that dude's assassin. You know, he doesn't call him the Black Mama for a reason. I mean, I'm a Laker fan, so, you know, I, I love my man Bean Bryant. I mean, he, uh, I think he's a... Uh, but I, you all want Afro Kobe. No, oh, yeah, Froby was the man, <laughs> yeah. man. The grade eight. He was, uh, he was something else. I think, yeah, the, and that's what I kind of hate about how people say about, you know, uh, the like how they'll say, you know, oh, Kevin Durant, he could take LeBron now. Like, yeah, LeBron is four years yeah, older yeah. than him. Like, I hate how they never bring up age. Like, well, that, age, and this guy's been going to the finals for eight years. He's eight, playing more games than all y'all. Right. I'm like, man, that's what they don't get. I mean, yeah, the Warriors made it four years. That's an accomplishment, too. Won't take nothing away yeah. from them. Hey, that, that takes a lot of grit, grind, sacrifice, luck, and, you know, just all-out skill to get there. But, I mean, people don't realize. I don't think people will realize how great LeBron is until after he's gone. Nah, people realize how good he is. It, it, that's why he called King James. A lot of, I've never heard no one ever say, ah, oh, you know, negative about him. They and might Stephen say a. Smith, like Stephen A. Smith is like a proponent to, he gives LeBron his props, but then he does go after him. Skip Bayless really goes in on LeBron. I'm just I mean, like, they don't like him. I mean, they, you know, that's the reason, but you can't take away the fact. It's just like the world is just so... LeBron just has us captivated. Like, if if we're not talking about LeBron, it's like we're not even talking about the NBA. That's that's crazy. No, I was actually thinking about that. You know, when LeBron retires, like, we're kind of relieved. I'm like, man, I'm just tired of hearing about the GOAT, you know, comparing the Michael Jordan to LeBron. I'm tired of hearing that. You know, it's different areas, man. It's different areas. Why don't you compare him to, you know, like Bill Russell? Yeah, that's what I don't get either, man, when they... And I know we kind of spent off topic, but just to kind of wrap around. Yeah, but right. I don't get it, man. It's like players were great for their errors. And I won't never, you know, say, oh, this or that. Because definitively, we can never really say, hey, well, this team played this team. Because we don't know. We're never going to be able to see that. We can't go back in the time machine. There is no Marty. Let's go get it. That's just not going to happen. So 
I mean, I just think they were great players for great eras, man. Um, people are always going to say, oh, this one was greater, and it will always be a discussion. That's what makes, you know, sports a great topic. But uh, circling back to the free agency, uh, just to close it up, is there any moves that you think are not on the radar that could be made uh, that people are not talking about? Well, I read on here, I, you know, I kind of heard CP3 going to the Lakers. You know, that, that kind of threw me off there. Yeah, I was thinking that too, man. I'm like, would Chris really try to go back to L.A.? Like, that? now that would be a super, super team right there if you put Chris Paul, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, and P, P, uh, Paul George uh, on the same floor. I ain't, watch, I ain't watching basketball, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry, because you, you, what you're talking about, you know, like. Um, there's no parody anymore. There's yeah. no parody no more, and you know who it's going to be. It's going to be L.A. Oh, basically, you're, everyone's going to want to see the Western Conference Finals. That's going to be the, you know, like the Super Bowl thing. And you, if you ask me, man, I don't know. I think the NBA is setting up for something that they didn't want to do before. Because you remember when the Lakers couldn't get Chris Paul when the free agency period was coming. They couldn't trade. They, they got blocked. They nixed it. But now it's kind of funny how they're going to allow three players of that caliber to go to one team and nobody's going to bat an eye. And like you just said, there's a rumor Chris Paul could possibly try to, uh, that could possibly be an option too if they do get off the Luau Dane contract because they can offer another max slot. That, that's unfathomable to me. That they'll allow it now, but they wouldn't allow it then. So it's like, what is the difference? But I think the NBA really wants to see the Lakers in Boston again. Because look how good Boston is. And if LeBron leaves the East, he does Boston the greatest service in the world. Because I think Philly's too young. Toronto, they're in Toronto. Washington, same thing. I just, I don't understand them. You got all that talent on the court, but for some reason, you pay a guy $100 million, Otto Porter, and I still don't know who he is. <laughs> That's just beyond me. The NBA just gotten out of control with paying people, and hopefully they get back to, you know, trying to rescale that, getting people on the right frame. But anyway, my main thing is this. With free agency, it's, it's just going to be crazy, man. Yeah, it is. I think it's just really going to be crazy. But it'll probably be the most entertaining summer uh, that we've seen, hands down. Hands down. Yeah, um, it's going to be something else. I don't know if you've been paying attention to We're going to kind of transition to a little football real quick. Uh, kind of touch up on a few topics because, you know, you can't really not mention the National Football League. They are uh, king right now, even though some say the NBA are coming for them close. Um you know, Tom Brady hasn't been going to the OTAs, minicamps. You know, he's just been kind of doing his thing. Like, you know, Bill, I'm not coming. And then all of a sudden, Bill, you know, cancels the last two days of practice. Thinking something going on there, or are they just like, yeah, Brady doing Brady now? Uh, Brady's just doing Brady. You know. uh, they've, they've gone through so much drama, you know, it's nothing. It's just, you know, couples arguing. Basically, right? You That's what I see it is. Just like a normal fight type stuff, huh? I think so, and I think, you know, they're professionals, so they know, you know, come September, their minds will get where they need to be. Okay. They're just, you know, they're letting steam out. I hear you. It's a family. Uh, you know, all these organizations are family. You know, family began arguing. That's true. That's true. I don't know if you heard about uh, defensive end for the Dallas Cowboys, David Irving, suspended again. Uh, substance abuse policy. I mean, uh, it seems like he just can't stay out of trouble, huh? 
No, you can't stay out of trouble. And you know, we hear about it. You know, I'm a Cowboys fan. And, you know, I guess it's normal now. You know, it's, it's, oh, Irving again. And that's the sad part is when it does, you know, you get popped multiple times. It's like, you know, we we can appreciate, you know, okay, or not appreciate, but we can accept maybe you get popped one time. We're like, all right, maybe he didn't know, you know, something he, he took supposedly, whatever. But then you get popped three times. It's just like, come on, bro. I mean, how, how much? Oh, uh, you're right. I'm, I'm surprised they haven't traded him. Yeah. Or I mean, got rid of him. I really am, yeah, man. The Cowboys, they take so many chances, but, you know, it's – it kind of makes me wonder when is it ever going to pan out. I mean, maybe that shine we had, that window we had in the 90s, maybe that was just it. Um, well, maybe. I think we'll management though. plays a level. But but uh, I also want to ask you, too, uh, just off the top of your head, do you think the Eagles are going to repeat? Yes. Without I, question. You don't think the Giants or the Cowboys? No, nah, I don't think Giants or Cowboys. I think the top teams you're going to see – you're going to see the Eagles, the Rams. That's your NFC Championship game? Yeah, I will go with that one. Who's the NFC Championship game? I actually got to think about that. I don't know. Who's yours? Honestly, I was thinking about it. I was like, man, New England, we never seen this type of stuff about them, but I don't even think it's going to phase them. I think they're going straight back to the AFC title game like they never left. Yeah. And honestly, I think whoever uh, – I think the, the their opponent will be a wild card. I don't, I, not like a wild card team, or it could be, you know, I'm just saying. But I think it's just pick it, pick it a litter, whoever decides to be on top of the mountain this year. Because, I mean, Kansas City, they got rid of Alex Smith. They got a young quarterback. Are they going to be good? San Diego, will they finally prove to be something? Uh, Pittsburgh. They got a lot of drama going on. You know, sometimes Ben want to retire, then he don't want to retire. And Brent Antonio Brown, like, the media in my face too much, but then you posting everywhere you go. You know, they always got something going on. So it's like, shh, the Bills, they got a rookie quarterback. How, how good is he going to be? You know, so it's like, it's almost like you know New England is going to be there, but then the, the secondary team, you're like, who's it going to be in the AFC? Because, I mean, really, it feels like anybody can get to the top. Yeah, you're right. Anybody can. Like, with the NFC, like you said, man, it's like, you either know the Eagles, the Rams, I'm even going to give Breeze his respect, or the Saints in there, uh, I'm even going to give it to Kirk Cousins, so Minnesota in there, I mean, you know those type teams are going to be fighting to, you know, try to make it back to the ball, uh, to the playoffs, number one, and then buying for the bowl. Um, I don't really see, you know, the Cowboys doing anything special this, this season, I mean, if they do, I'll be pleasantly shocked and I'll come back to this podcast and, and definitely you know uh, remember it but we'll just have to see how the season goes I uh, yeah we gotta see how it goes before morning. you have heard the news that Tony Romo was out you got hurt in preseason or practice Ooh. I mean what did you think when I mean, you heard that nothing yeah no idea who Dak Prescott was what, what, what went through your mind devastation went through my mind I was like uh, it's over it's uh, over yeah, yeah season's like, gone you didn't expect nothing <laughs> no and then what happened? Man, we traveled to Green Bay, and we got to see that man, Dak Prescott, play in person. And, uh, yeah, he impressed the heck out of me, man. I was uh, thinking how special he was. I was saying, man, this dude's a bum. My boy Matt here was like, man, just give him some time. Give him some time. I was like, man, nah, not Dak. Yeah, Dak had to shut me up real quick. I got real humble in Green Bay. Yeah, you got to give him time. And I mean, I know the second season wasn't so great, but, you know, it's the second year. I'm not expecting... 
for him to take us to the Super Bowl. He had a bad year. You know, like it's only gonna make him stronger or better. Yeah, hopefully Dak can have a bounce back year. I know I read some comments today him saying he felt comfortable with the uh, receivers and of course having Zeke back. And I know Zeke has to feel great as well. You know, weight of the world off his shoulders now. He ain't going in and out of court and worried about is he gonna be suspended. Now he's in a full season, fresh training. I mean, I think Zeke is actually you know. I think Zeke's going to do something, you know, something good this year. I think he's going to do something special. Like you said, it's off his shoulders. You know, that stress level ain't there. That, sh that stuff clouds your mind. But I think the running backs in particular this year are going to show out. Because I think they feel like, okay, we like undervalued to a certain point. So we really just, because, you know, Le'Veon Bell, they trying to franchise him again. So you're like, what I got to do to get the money, man? I mean, I'm out here catching the ball. I run, I block, I pass. I mean, I do it all. I still can't get paid. What's going on? So I think this year, I just expect running backs to just turn up like, yo, we finna get it in this year, like to where one of them might have to be on the cover of Madness next year. Well, you know, the running game would change the whole game. I mean, that's your, you know, New England, Brady, you know. Yeah, that dude just, he made, when they say turn water to wine, I'm just exactly. like, this dude, like, who are you out there playing with? Because it looked like Brady just went to the local park and was like, that dude over there, that dude at the water fountain, and if I can get that dude that's coming out the bathroom right now, and Gronkowski. That's pretty much it. That's, that's, how, yeah, that's I mean, what I said. It's astonishing to me. It's like, man, how do, how do you do that? Like, when they say work with less, that dude works with The only time he had a monster on his team was Randy Moss, and I don't know why they won't go back to that, why they won't go get him somebody like that. I'm like, this man is giving you all he has. And then you won't go get a primetime receiver. It's like there has to be somebody who can go to New England, understand that system, and show out. Maybe not to the extent that Ram did because that dude's just a freak of nature. That's Randy Moss. I mean, so what do you think about Brian in New England? Yeah, Brian? Yeah. Did you see that happening? They already turned him down, right? I mean, I haven't. I, I can't speak definitively on it because I've read any reports as far as uh, if they're looking at him. Because I know that Edelman got popped for the PDs, and I'm not sure if his suspension is going to go through because he's appealed it. So he's still waiting on that appeal. But uh, to answer your question, man, Des Bryant to New England. I have to ask, what does Des want? Like, if he's, I mean, I hear him saying, just give me a one-year deal so I can prove myself because he turned down the three-year deal, uh, $21 million deal from Baltimore. So, he's obviously saying that he has something in the tank. So, if he does go to New England, is he going to be like a Randy or is he going to be like a Chad Ochocinco? Because, I mean, Chad Ochocinco went to New England. He still had whatever left in the tank, but he couldn't get the offense. So, I'm not saying that Des can't get the offense, but it's like, are you going to be willing to play slot? Like that, That's one thing a lot of people do not value about Larry Fitzgerald. That dude in the last six seasons alone, a thousand yards guaranteed. And it didn't matter who was back there playing quarterback. It was like, hey, uh, is that the water boy? Hey, man, get him over here, man. I think he's ready to go. That's how crazy it was. And he was still getting a thousand yards. Why? Because he switched to the slot. He conditioned himself. I see Des Bryant working out. I'm not going to take nothing from the man. I think he's doing an excellent job, but no Belichick demands a lot. No, I think Des Bryant uh, can do it because I think he has 
Like he that. kind of revenge in his heart right now. He does, but Bill Belichick ain't gonna take no blow-ups on the sideline either. I mean, how many how many Patriots players do you see just going off on the sideline? No one besides you know Brady's the only one I really see screaming. That man got five rings. Yeah, he, he can't lower the ring. You know, <laughs> he can do that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah, he can do that. And I think, I mean, but you never know. I mean, I think Belichick might have to humble himself too. You might be right. You, I'm gonna change my perspective for a second because what if? Because he didn't play Malcolm Butler, because you know the team, they still like, yo, what what happened with that man? What's, what's really going on? Like, I got into it. He said something about your mama. Like, what happened? You know, because Malcolm didn't play. Even Brady even spoke on it. Like, that's the weirdest thing I've ever been through. Like, how does one of the dudes who lined up all year, who's great, he don't get to play? What, what happened? So. Bill Belichick has his reasons or whatever, but maybe that might be a way for Des Bryant to get in. Maybe somebody on the team brings it up. Like, maybe we should take a look at Des Bryant. I think also people just look at Des Bryant and, you know, maybe they're just like, how old is he, what, 31, 30? 30. He's 30? No, he's 29, about to be 30, I believe. 30 old, you know, wide receiver. It's not that old, like, for a running back that's old, but. It's really not. I mean, I'm I'm honestly disappointed that Des doesn't have a job yet, I mean, if you ask me, because it's it's. People are like, you know what? Let's let him think no one wants him, so maybe he'll come down on price. I mean, maybe he, his asking price is high. I'm not too sure. How much sure. is it? I mean, I, I'd have to be. I, I, I think got the numbers in front of me. Sixteen million. He well, no, I mean that's what he was supposed to make from the Cowboys, but with him getting cut, I don't, I don't think he's getting all that. He, he may be getting eight somewhere around there. Um, you think he's expecting it though? Because he's Des Bryant. Well. He obviously must. I mean, he's not signed with a team. He didn't take the Ravens' offer. Now, I don't know if he tried to, like, renegotiate with the Ravens at the same time and, and say, okay, well, I don't really want a three-year deal, but how about a one-year deal? And then if the numbers weren't right, maybe he just walked away. I'm not sure. But say all that to say this, I hope my man Des Bryant does end up um, finding somewhere to go. Um, Did you see him coming back? To the Cowboys, I don't. I believe they moved on. Uh, they've already stated that numerous of times, so I don't think they want to even try to go back down that road. You've got Hall of Famers like uh, Michael Irvin, Deion Sanders speaking out on his behalf, and they still haven't done anything. So, Des Bryant needs to just say, you know what, I'll sign a one-year contract. You're going to have to lower your amount, and if you really got something in the tank, then you prove it, and then you demand more next year. Well, then everybody will be like, okay, yeah, you do got something left in your tank. That's true. That remains to be seen. Uh, one more team I just kind of wanted to touch on that we didn't really touch on real quick. Um, the Green Bay Packers. You know, we got Aaron Rodgers coming back this year. That's uh, Stephen A. Say, man, that's a bad man. That dude just uh, he just makes it happen. Uh, do you foresee Green Bay being in the contender this year? No, I don't see Green Bay. Not even with Aaron Rodgers. Who's, who's he got? He's not Tom Brady who can just go pick those guys. Yeah, but you have to admit, that dude has some of the greatest talent. I'm just talking about from a talent perspective that you've ever seen a quarterback. He does things that Tom Brady could never do. Tom Tom tosses the football. Aaron Aaron puts it on the back porch like, hey, where? I mean, we witnessed it when as Cowboy fans. He's devastated us yeah, yeah. time after time. This dude puts it anywhere. And not just us, he's devastated many a teams. The Hail Marys that he's thrown. They were like, oh, no, that's, oh, yep, that's Aaron. You just lost the game. I mean, that dude just does stuff at quarterback. It's like, if, if you think about it, 
If you took Aaron Rodgers off of the Packers and put him on the Cowboys. Oh. Yeah, he, he ain't leaving Green Bay. Nah, he would never leave. But I'm just saying, when we, take the 2014 team. They've been unstoppable. Yeah. I mean, and it's crazy to think that the Cowboys passed up on him back in 2005. But we had just started playing Tony Romo. But we could have taken, taken Aaron that year. That's crazy to think about. But uh, close off the football section. I just want to appreciate uh, my man Matt coming through, talking with me. Different sports. Like I said, man, this is the Traveling Sports Cast, man. We just talk about different things, you know. So I'll be coming to a city near you. Just hit me up on the podcast and uh, I'll be there. Man, what a show we had today on Smoking Ace of Sports Podcast, the Traveling Podcast. It was a good, interesting conversation that I had with my special guest today, Matthew Carrizales, getting to pick his brain and uh, getting his different type of thoughts on on the NBA landscape and a couple football topics and stuff like that. And, you know, as we're starting out, like I said, I'm just trying to pick different people's brains, man. I don't care what city you live in. Hit me up on the podcast. I'll travel out there. We can chop it up. We can debate. However you want to do it, man, right here on Smoking Aces Podcast. All right.